the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. I am a bad girl. There's just something about that song that just gives me a little giggle every night. Glad to have you with us tonight. It is hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. During the break, we were talking about movies because uh, last hour we were um, offering our condolences to the family of the phenomenal actor James Conn. He what will a body be missed. Absolutely, he will be missed. Um, you know, now we got a debate going on: Godfather One or Godfather Two? I say Godfather Two. Mm. I'm old school. I gotta go. I gotta go. Godfather one because of course because of Sonny and the character and you know, because of Marlon Brando. Though there is no right or wrong answer. Um, yes, there is, and the, the wrong answer is Godfather two. As in much breath. as I love Michael in that, you know, I got I gotta go. Godfather one. You want to weigh in? Give us a call. Eight eight eight. Don't say Godfather three. Even though that is good. <laughs> Godfather three was terrible. Oh, oh my gosh. No no no. Tuh, tuh. Sophia Coppola, eight, give eight me a second, break. Eight. I was ready for her to hit the hit the to to, to get shot and land on the steps. I was ready for her to go. <laughs> <laughs> Although Andy Garcia was phenomenal in uh, yes, Godfather 3. Um, anyway, um, 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in on that, uh, that, that big hot button, button issue. Yeah. Now, Bob Walters is with us tonight. Usually Bob Walters is with us on Friday night, but he's got a very special event planned on tomorrow night. So we want him to be able to go and enjoy his weekend and yet still share with you guys everything that you need to know that's happening around uh, the country in education as well as our kids because Bob started to expand uh, the topics every week and the content beyond just what's happening in the classrooms. And so I know many of you really rely on his on his contribution every week for you to know what's happening. And he joins me now. Hello, Bob. It's weird to have you on a Thursday night. Well, it is. Thanks for giving me freedom to hit my uh, Lakewood High School reunion. 62 years. <laughs> wow. Um, that's yeah. that's awesome. Um, y'all be careful out there because I know how these high school reunions can get kind of wild and crazy, Bob. I'll be careful. <laughs> um, so what you got for us tonight? All right. And good news. Uh, I got a couple of items. Um, parents in Virginia sued their school district for moral corruption of their children and violating parental rights. That's uh, just happened last week. And parent, parents in New Jersey sued over anti-racism lessons, arguing they discriminate against whites and create a hostile educational environment. These are good signs that the parents are standing up and actually taking action where they need to, not just school boards would go into courts over and over. Well, you know what I love about that is because the left 
has successfully used the court system to their advantage to push their agenda. And we need to do that as well. Not in the way that the the left has done it, where um, they do things that I know are blatantly illegal just for it to get heard in the courts. Um, But but, you know, to actually use legislation on the books and use the code that we have to take the fight to the left. And this is what we need to do. This is how you get accountability. That's right. Then according to a U.S. News and World Report magazine plus Global Newswire, a survey was done that found that parents by over 85 percent want politics kept out of the classroom. Parents want their kids to be taught things that they approve and know of as parents. Well, I agree. Now, um, it can get a little, um, depending on your definition of politics, because we know that we want the truth about America and American exceptionalism being taught in schools. So Americans want politics to stay out of it, but I hope that that doesn't mean that the left has gone so far in pushing anti-Americanism that now parents are like, we don't want anything about America or history to be taught in schools. We don't want to go that far the other direction. Hopefully that's not uh, what they mean. Not what they intended, I don't believe. Right, I agree with you. Okay, then I got some college crazies, which has got both good and bad news tonight. All right, lay it on me, brother. Okay, to his credit, which is hard to say, President Biden plans in the next two years to implement a program for preventing a future debt crisis by holding colleges accountable if they leave students with a mountain of debt without good jobs and to have programs that have graduates earning more than those who never attended college. Interesting thought. The Department of Education wants to wait, however, until 2024 to consider full impact and judgment controls for such a policy. A recent study found that more than 800 programs were set to fail under this rule, and 90% of them for-profit colleges would be affected. So- well, it's interesting because if, I, if I'm understanding you right, what they're basically saying is they're going to be evaluating these uh, graduates as to whether or not they were able to get a job um, compared to, you know, um, it in terms of did they get the value for their cost of education based upon an evaluation of the job that they got afterwards. And that can get dicey because, you know, are you are are, how it's nobody's fault but the student if they go and get a degree that's absolutely worthless and rack up three hundred thousand dollars in debt right um or some you know city subject like that right so it so you know i want to know more about what their plan is because that's the kind of thing that can sound good on its face but then then the devil is in the details you know for example i like the fact that some of these law schools out there um got busted for lying to um, potential students as to what the actual job market was for attorneys coming out and, and fill, f- filling them with false expectations about the job market. And they could, could, they could directly connect um, falsehoods and false um, presentations or representations to students to basically entice them, hey, come to this law school and you're, all, you're guaranteed to get, you know, through our job placement center, you've got a 90-something percent chance of getting a, a job at a law firm making X amount, and it was basically fraud, and, and a lot of these schools were shut down. If it's something like that, okay. Um, so we'll have to have you keep watch on this program and keep watch over the details so we we know more about it as it's being rolled out. Yeah, I'll do that. I promise you. Thank you. Okay, yeah, Massachusetts Hyatt Court has ruled that Harvard University can be sued for mistreating a descendant of slaves 
who was forced to be photographed in 1850 for a study by a professor trying to prove the inferiority of blacks. I don't know how photographs would have proven that, but that's, that's what was alleged. The stereotypes were produced by the university, but the university refused to allow Tamara Linear, that's one of the offspring, uh, who requested copies and detail of them and how they were broadcast in the past. So the court has ruled that they cannot hide that. They've got to tell this woman everything, and then she can assume in court if she feels she's being violated further. Well, this is a, well. This woman, though, she's. It's not. It didn't happen to her, though. It happened to uh, her great grandfather. Her great grandfather. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to research this because you know, I don't know how much time we should be. You know, how far are we going to go back and try to find different people who were wronged somehow, some way? You know, and and force institutions. Uh, and, you know, to, to pay recompense for that. You know, I mean, I understand right now that a woman who was involved in, in uh, the Emmett Till case in Mississippi back in 1955 is still alive today. And she participated in that. And, and, and she needs to be locked up, in my opinion. That's a different matter than something like this. I agree. Yeah. Then you got George Washington University. This, this was a surprise to me. Rejected demands from students that they fire Clarence Thomas as an adjunct law professor as a result of his recent court decisions. I didn't know he had a job at the university, but he did. I didn't know either. They're lucky to have him, lucky to have him, you yeah. know, teaching there. And they're trying to get him booted? Yeah, they, the university rejected the students' uh, demand that he be fired. So Good. good. I, and, and, and they're still George Washington, right? Because a couple of weeks ago you were telling us that they may not be George Washington University much longer. We'll have to see. What ends up happening? Or was it just their mascot, the Colonial or something they were trying to get rid of? They're going to change the name, too. They want to get rid of the George Washington. Oh, my gosh. Sad. Yeah. Uh-huh. University of Cincinnati has decided to change name of four campus spaces that have been named for Charles McMicken, who had donated what amounts to $350,000 in today's money for the college back in 1902 and donated the land on which the university was then built. Because he owned slaves, and despite treating them well, it was decided that his memory had to be removed because he was connected to slavery in any way. He had even paid for thousands of blacks to be transported to Libya so they could return to the lands if they wanted to. But they, they want him out. They want to cut his memory and his history. Even though he was a decent guy in those days and times. Well, yeah, I mean, this is just... It, the university is built. Well, yeah, I mean, this is just this is just never going to end. And, you know, this the, trying to scrub out everything um, that isn't perfect in America is just basically because the, the left wants to scrub America, uh, wipe it away from uh, its the, the foundations of the Constitution and being a republic of states so that they can transform it into their communist utopia. And this is why to this day I don't I will never vote for Nikki Haley. Because, you know, after Dylan Roof shot up a church, she got on board with now we got to take down every, you know, statue and, you know, nobody can watch Dukes of Hazard anymore now. Right. And, you know, it was, you know, you know, conservatives and Republicans have fed this nonsense. And, you know, it's now it's out of control. Well, well, then you got some good news. Governor DeSantis has signed laws in the past two weeks that will alter the entire tenure system in the universities and remove Florida from commonly accepted accreditation practices and mandates an annual, quote, viewpoint diversity survey of students and, and faculty in his state. 
interesting. Very he interesting. Also supports, <laughs> he also supports technical training for people who need to learn trades and skills, such as trucking logistics and other s- trades, rather than go to college. So he's supporting a full statewide program for that option. Man, you know what? And it, it, you know, I kind of understand the residents in Florida are like, "No, we don't want DeSantis to run for president. We can't. We can't lose DeSantis." <laughs> <laughs> they don't uh, want to lose him. I know. I know, right? And isn't it hilarious? I don't know, Bob, if you've seen the commercials that Gavin Newsom is running in Florida. Hey, Floridians, you know, come to California. We've got it so great here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so- <laughs> they need to just play that on Saturday Night Live because that's like the funniest skit they would have had in a while. Hey, um, you stick around with us, okay? We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back. We got more with Bob Walters. And later on, guess who doesn't like the federal government putting a squeeze on them and giving them a little bit of a hassle? We've got a really uh, interesting tori- story to tell you about deep staters who might be getting deep stated. So stay tuned for that a little bit later. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. AndreaKShow.com is where you can email me. I'm getting some emails tonight. Thank you for those correcting me. It was uh, Honeymoon in Las Vegas. Thank you for that. You can also tell me there, uh, Godfather 1 or Godfather 2. And by the way, the only answer is Godfather 1. Godfather 1, babies. All right. Um, Continuing on our discussion with Bob Walters, our education contributor. I don't know if we're at the point where we've got more good news coming or more bad news coming or just more college craziness. Bob Walters, continue, please. I got one more good college news, which good news, and then we'll get into the other comments, which are kind of radical and crazy. University of Tennessee has launched the Institute of American Civics to combat ignorance of this country's founding principles. They laid out $6 million for it and plan to have it introduced to all the public schools in the state of Tennessee. That's good news. Yeah, very good. Yeah. All right, moving into other topics, which are somewhat a little crazy and, and messy. Um, California votes to end mandatory reporting on students who threaten schools, and they push for all campuses to remove their local police within the next 30 days. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I want to make sure I understand. So in California, the schools are no longer allowed to report if a student makes a threat against a school? That's correct. It's a a pending state law that was passed by the legislature and hasn't been signed by the governor yet. This comes from, this is sponsored by Stephen Bradford, a senator with no kids in any schools at all. What is the theory behind this? What is the justification when we are now at 309 mass shootings in this country, many of which involve schools? What is the justification for this? <laughs> Just radical left-wing nature and commentary. They don't want the police anywhere, as an example. It's crazy. It well, is crazy. It is crazy because, well, you know what? It, it, this is also the the same people that don't want the schools hardened in 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 the form of being locked and and secure, whether uh, as well as having armed guards. They pretend that they care about kids, but but they clearly don't. So that's crazy. A high school teacher in Spring, Texas, has resigned after telling students they would be they would get a passing grade if they bought his book. And reviewed it online with good comments. <laughs> uh, yeah, so much for the quality. Of- <laughs> hey, you get an A if you give me a good review on Amazon? Okay, all right. I know, it's just kind of crazy. Then you got Washington State School Board Director, 
who's a woman. She plans sexual pleasure workshops for 9- to 12-year-olds. <gasps> she owns a sex shop in Bellingham, Washington, and wants to present, quote, sexual anatomy for pleasure, unquote, and, quote, safer sex practices for all kinds of sexual activities, unquote. They also discussed what is sex and what kind of solo and partnership sex can be had. This is the director of Washington State University uh, School Board for the whole state. Wow. Um, if any sex shop owner in San Diego County was like, hey, um, nine-year-olds, come here so I can talk to you about sex, I would hope that they would be arrested because that's that would be criminal behavior. It really is. It is criminal behavior. It's pedophilia is what it is. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know what? Um, any parent, and obviously she, uh, this this person must think that there's there's a market out there for that and they've got a demographic. There's probably parents in Seattle that actually would take their nine-year-olds there. <laughs> but they, I, but the left has been telling us, Bob, that nothing that has any of this has to do with pedophilia. Nothing has to do with grooming. Yet here it is. Yep, that's true. Then FINA, this is the governing body of international swimming, approved new policy for transgender athletes that they are allowed in all contests. The organization that manages American swimming events within this country went the other way and will now forbid transgender men from competing against women, which is good news. But the international body approved it for all the world's activities. Men can compete against the women in sports, any sport. So I guess you're okay in competing if you're a girl here in America. But if you think that you're going to then maybe go into, you know, I guess college or professional sports would involve the rest of the world, in which case that you're going to have to compete against men. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. An elite private school in Los Angeles called Brentwood School Mm. has been for racially divisive curriculum, which is also anti-Semitic. After the Black Lives Matter riots, this school gave control of its curriculum to the Office of Equity and Inclusion, which then taught students what to think, not how to think, despite parents having to pay $50,000 a year for tuition in this private school. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, Then you got the Forney Independent School District near Dallas has issued a new dress code that forbids loose pants, dresses, or any clothing with lettering, stripes, or other designs. Only solid colors will be alive, and the same for underwear they might have on. Even shoes and lace, sh- uh, shoes and shoelaces have to match. <laughs> well, where is this? Well, first of all, how are they going to know what color somebody, some kids' underwear are? Second of I, all, you know why? Why are you? Why are they banning loose clothing? Yeah, that's a good question. It seemed like you know, you've got so many issues going on and things to really educate about and fight against, and all of a sudden they're, they care about whether or not you're wearing the right kind of dresses or pants. I don't know. Well, look, you know, I actually think that, you know, I, I balked at the idea. I didn't want to go to an all-girls school in New Orleans because I didn't want to have to wear uniforms and all that. But actually, you know, looking back, I, I do think that having some dress code, um, you know, whether it be uniforms or not, is actually a good idea. I think if you have some standards, but you know, sh- when you're getting down to shoelaces and you know, thinking you're going to tell somebody what color underwear they can wear, that's just creepy. That's creepy and weird. Okay, and they can't wear baggy clothes. I mean, if you want to say that, you know, um, you know, there can't be a, a top that's so low cut that it's showing somebody's cleavage is one thing, but you're you're that that you're not allowed to wear loose clothing. What kind of perv is coming up with this this? classroom, you know, um, dress code. I agree. And here's some news that's a little better. The Missouri Attorney General probes schools over student surveys which violate the Privacy Act in that state. 
The goal here is to teach these kids that America is a white country of white supremacy and to destroy the nuclear family. So they're doing this survey in violation of the Privacy Act in that state. So at least the Attorney General is taking action against the ones doing this, which is good. Well, it is good. Um, you know, just, it, it, you know, every every week you come on, it's just such a reminder that while there's little, there's there's some success happening, the left has just really, um, the inroads that they've, they've made in our schools across the country, it's like a cancer. It's like a, it's like a cancer that, you know, there's some chemotherapy going on and it's kind of knocking the tumors down a little bit. And, uh, but then they're growing back and it's just, it, it will be a never ending battle. We have to understand that there is that the conservatives and Republicans that it, there is not going to be a time in which we can say, okay, we won. No, it has to, it'll be going on for some time. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we'll both be kind of old when it gets over. Hopefully it'll get over soon. Uh, and then you got failing grades jump at San Francisco's top high school after admissions are replaced by lottery since they wanted to lessen the achievement gap and a sense of inferiority by those who couldn't qualify. Lowell High School has seen the number of D's and F's increase by 300% this year as a result. 40% of their students are failing. Mm. Let them all in. <laughs> yeah. I guess that helps them. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I also want to uh, remind everybody to get in touch with wethekids.us. It's a great organization to help your kids get some training in Americans' history and the pride of our country. And they've got great books and publications, and even even they're going to be on a radio show pretty soon. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's something that uh, parents should get a hold of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, don't just leave your kids' education to chance. There's are actually great organizations out there. We the Kids is one of them that has great materials uh, that can teach your, you know, you can use to teach your kids. And you know, just, you know, there was a time in this country where parents could send their kids to school, and they, that they really didn't have to get involved in the education. Um, which is actually kind of was kind of the point, right? Which why p- people were paying taxpayers dollars and you know and not having to homeschool. Unfortunately, that's not where we're at. Even if even if you're sending your kids to private schools, you don't really know the extent to which the curriculum has been corrupted. So you really have to take charge of your kids' education. Make sure whatever school you're sending them to, you re- you you know what's in every book and every classroom what's being what's being taught to them, and then get your own materials through We the Kids. Dot us and others to make sure that your kids are getting the materials that they need. Bob Walters, thank you for being here. I hope you have a fantastic time tomorrow night at your high school reunion. Be careful at any pics that you take. Make sure everybody asks for permission before they put your picture up on social media. <laughs> Not that you're going to do anything naughty. I'm just teasing you, my dear. Anyway, right. have, have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Talk to you bye. soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Coming up next couple of the deep staters don't like the fact that the administrative state, at least according to them, is coming after them. So we're going to share that story with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. During the break, we were talking again about movies, and I just started thinking about my favorite comedy, which is which is old school. 
I don't know what it is about that movie that just literally makes me giggle and laugh so hard. The first time I saw that movie, I thought I was going to die laughing so hard in the movie theater. And you know what? And I've got family members that don't appreciate this movie. And I'm like, if you don't appreciate Frank the Tank in that scene with Frank the Tank, I just don't even know what I can do. I don't know that we can be friends if you just don't appreciate. Thomas the Train? What? No. <laughs> You, I mean, seriously, you, that's your story that that you didn't think old school was funny. I never said it wasn't funny. I was it's making a absolutely joke hilarious. <laughs> and then my and then my second favorite scene, and then I'll get off of this, is when they're all. No, I can't describe it. It's it's probably a little too naughty. Um, not as funny, but it did give me a giggle today. Was seeing Andrew McCabe. Who remembers Andrew McCabe, right? Little Mr. Deputy Comey, dude, who with Comey concocted and worked with um, everybody in the Obama administration, the FBI and the DOJ to try to launch, as Kurt Schlichter talked about last hour, the real insurrection and coup attempt, right? I mean, the full weaponization of the FBI to the to the degree in which the FBI lied to Pfizer warrants to this day there was we know that there was never any probable cause in violation of the U.S. Constitution. There was never any probable cause in which the FBI, the the Obama administration with his FBI or his DOJ to begin the surveillance of the opposition party presidential candidate. There was never any probable cause for them to actually seek surveillance at any point in any time, any place. We know that Peter Strzok and all the rest of them set up an insurance policy with all of their different shenanigans to try to launch the coup attempt, right? We know that then when that didn't work, they brought in Bob Mueller. We knew when that didn't work, they brought in the they, they, little Andrew Vinman, Colonel Chalthief, right? And then they tried the Ukrainian whistleblower, right? It was for the entire Trump administration. And even on the way out with Jan 6, it has just been one insurrection and coup attempt after another. Yet Andrew McCabe and Jim Comey right now, are just, they are demanding an investigation, Skins. And you want to know why? Why? Because they're being audited by the IRS. Ooh. Oh, yes. Please play clip one people stick around after the change of administrations, particularly in a place like the IRS. Um, the, the occurrence of this one in 30,000 event twice to the same people who are basically targeted in the same way by the former president and continue to be targeted to this day, I'll, I'll add, um, it, it's just it defies belief. And so is there is it possible that there's someone in the IRS who has an ability to influence this supposedly random process to go after people that they have some sort of an issue with? Um, yeah, I think that's possible. I think that's what the IRS needs to find out by conducting a fair and thorough investigation. OK, um, so it, it, both Andrew McCabe and James Comey have been uh, two years to two years apart were um, were identified for an audit. And, and granted, this is the type of audit is um, referred to. It's so invasive. It's referred to as an autopsy without the benefit of death. <laughs> so, yeah, um, both Andrew McCabe and James Comey were um, identified through a random audit procedure uh, to be audited. So, OK, you're being audited. And your problem is what? Are you not aware that Donald J. Trump was audited for many years, year after year after year, long before he even came down the escalators? 
In fact, in fact, one of the one of the things that he was being accused of when he ran for office and announced that he was running for office was they wanted his tax returns and his and his accountant came out and said, well, he's in the middle of an audit. He was never not being audited by the IRS. Rush Limbaugh was famous for talking about the fact that he was audited year after year after year after year. He was targeted. Who else was targeted? Bill O'Reilly back when he was in the heyday of the O'Reilly factor, right? Audited, audited, audited. Sean Hannity, one of the reasons why I think Sean Hannity is corrupted and actually is not able to um, or not able or, or chooses not to actually be uh, the true conservative, he could be on the airwaves as he's trying to avoid um, being in the sites, uh, further sites of the IRS. He continues to be audited and audited and audited. So is it was it random that Rush Limbaugh, Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity and Donald Trump were audited year after year after year? I don't think so. I don't think it was, but you know what they have been. Was it random that Andrew McCabe first? First, I believe it was was Jim Comey who was uh, at, found out that he was being audited uh, for his 27, 2017 return. Um, then two years later, it was Andrew McCabe who who was told that he was chosen for an audit in twenty nineteen. Um, <clears throat> well, um, I think two years apart proves that they weren't audited as, as a part of, of being some tag team against Trump. But let's talk about Trump's influence here. Um, in, 20, in the uh, the announcement, in um, Mr. Comey was informed of the audit in 2019. Um, McCabe was informed of his audit in 2021. I mean, um, did Trump have anything to do with that? Maybe. I don't have a problem. You know what? I'm just going to be straight with you. I wouldn't have a problem if Trump did influence the IRS to audit them. If for one reason, because uh, follow the money, right? Was that when, when they got themselves involved in covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton, why were they covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton? That was part of what, that's part of what went on here in the summer of 2016, they, they, it was not just an effort to influence the outcome of the election with their phony Russian collusion and their and their use of the the intelligence community to target Trump. But it was also in the course of let's remember that the FBI covered up the crimes of Hillary Clinton. Remember, in July 3rd, I think it was of 2016, the Comey came out and listed all the crimes that Hillary Clinton had committed and then said that no pros- because she didn't hold the intent to commit those crimes. Uh, which is a legal, a legal wrangling maneuver called paralleling. He said that no prosecutor would prosecute her, right? So, you know, I'm looking at this. First of all, I don't believe that Trump instructed the IRS to do anything in, in terms of targeting them. Trump wasn't vindictive. Tr- quite frankly, Trump didn't go far enough in doing anything to hold anybody accounti- accountable for anything. He didn't even fire James Comey on day one like he should have. He didn't fire Comey until May of 2017, he didn't put any pressure on the Department of Justice to actually investigate anybody. There was nobody in the Trump administration who was his wingman, like Eric Holder was the wingman to Barack Obama. Trump did not do anything. In fact, much to my dismay, Trump did nothing to use the federal government as a way to hold anybody accountable for anything. So I don't believe for a second that Trump was involved in anything related to the IRS. He's not Barack Obama. 
Let me remind you that it was Barack Obama who, with Lois Lerner, used, and John McCain, by the way, used the IRS to target Tea Party groups to punish, punish them and to hurt them financially so that going into the midterms in 2014 that they would have no power. In fact, nobody was held accountable for that. Over, when, and when that was revealed, over 60-something percent of Americans said that they were outraged and there needed to be investigations into what was going on with the IRS and targeting political organizations. That was targeting of citizens, targeting of groups in order to affect the outcome of elections because they knew that Tea Party groups – uh, and their campaigns were part of what gave the House of Representatives to the Republican Party in 2010. So they did everything that they could do with the use of the IRS to slow walk the uh, 501, uh, 503C3 or whatever it is, the nonprofit organization statuses. They were slow walking those applications, doing everything that they could to stop these Tea Party groups from becoming active, to use their voice to affect the outcome of elections. I don't remember now how many times Lois Lerner and other heads of the IRS were actually uh, logged in as visiting the White House. It was an extraordinary number. And the Republican Party, including that crap weasel, you know, ankle biting, sound bite inducing Trey Gowdy, never did anything to hold anybody accountable. They wasted an opportunity. In fact, Lois Lerner, not only did she not lose her job, she was able to retire with a full pension. It is the Republican Party and the Republicans themselves, in particular the Trump, uh, anybody in the Trump's orbit, as well as MAGA voters that continue to be persecuted and prosecuted by the deep state. So quite frankly, I don't care that Jim Comey, even if it had been Trump, who had said, hey, to to the dude that, that is now in charge of this in 2018, hey, I think you should audit Comey and McCabe. Well, you know what? There's a reason why we have audits. Audits happen. Why not have them audited? Why not find out whether or not there was a money trail involved with these guys and whether or not there was any kind of payoff? Were they hiding income? Were, how were they possibly compensated in, in the course of covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton, in the course of trying to launch an insurrection and a coup attempt against President Trump? Maybe and maybe we take a look at their money and see what went on here. And by the way, it was found out that I think I don't remember which one actually underpaid and had to pay some money to the IRS. So you know what? It was probably a good thing. And oh, by the way, wasn't it even the Republican establishment saying that if Trump didn't do, do, didn't do anything wrong, that there's nothing to fear from being investigated? So you know what? If you were on the up and up with your taxes, Andrew McCabe and Jim Comey, then you shouldn't have any problem with being audited. Oh, I guess it, co- it cost uh, Jim Comey about $5,000 in the course of his accountant's fee, having to pay accountants uh, to go through the audit. Well, that's nothing compared to the amount of money that the that uh, um, Papadopoulos, um, Carter Page, um, Paul Manafort, uh, Roger Stone... Jerome Corsi, just to name a few. Uh, let's talk about the complete financial destruction of General Michael Flynn, who was entrapped. Jim Comey and Andrew McCabe sent agents to his office under the auspice and the phony, under the lie and the fraud that they were coming just to have a conversation with him and did not tell him that they were there to launch as part of an investigation that anything that he was going to say to them in the course of that conversation was going to be used against him. Quite frankly, 
Um, I, I, I'm, I'm ready come 2024 to have, um, some, some deep staters be deep stated far more than just having to go through and suffer a little IRS audit. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, is John Stewart crazy? Whatever happened to John Stewart, by the way? Well, a lot of people are wondering that. He, this was a guy who supposedly had like a successful late night talk show. Well, he is back. And he is actually wondering if this overturning of Roe v. Wade, (laughs) how can it possibly lead to you being forced to have your kidneys snatched out of your body? You heard me right. And I'm going to share this with you when we come back. Skins actually thinks he might have a point. (laughs) You crazy man. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Okay, we've got to end tonight's show with, with, with a little clip of insanity brought to you by John Stewart, who used to be considered funny, right? Um, this is not particularly funny. In fact, I think it's kind of demented. In the, it, it, the, the left has gone to such extremes to try to induce panic. They, they can't run on anything legit, you know, in terms of economics or anything going into the midterm. So now they've got to try to freak women out and try to freak the country out over Roe v. Wade to the degree to where John Stewart is now telling people, and I guess a podcast he's got going on um that that the dobbs ruling and remember they overturned roe v wade as a result of a hearing on dobbs which was a a case out of mississippi which was about banning abortion after 15 weeks so somehow john stewart thinks that this is going to lead to you being strapped down to a table and having your kidneys yanked out skins please play clip six if in this case if a state decides like the woman who's having a baby is not as important as the potential of that life. What they're really saying is to save a life, autonomy means nothing. So let's play that out. We have an organ shortage in this country. Organ donation saves lives. Under this, how could they not go to a person and say, give me one of your kidneys? Because it's going to save this person's life. And you actually think that he has a point there. No, not with that. No, I, I, I do not underestimate the government, especially with the mandates and all that related to COVID. Them eventually somewhere down the line saying, you know what? We need the organs. Let's take them. Connected it to the Roe v. Wade decision? No, I don't do that. Yeah, no, this this is absolutely insane. What he's trying to say is... Um, you know, that you women can die. Um, you're going to die under the guise of we've got to save this quote potential life. Um, first of all, um, there's never been a case in the history and you can correct me if I'm wrong. If you can find a link to it, I want to hear it. I have never ever heard of any truth that a woman has ever, um, um, a child needed to be aborted to save a woman's life. I don't believe there's ever been a case of that. Second of all, it's not a potential life inside of a woman. It is a life. And that life is ended through abortion. So that's the first correction we want to make there. Um, to then try to assert, though, um, that, that that is somehow the same as me being told, well, you know, we there there's a shortage of kidneys out there. So now you're going to be forced into a room and have your kidney taken out to save a life is there's absolutely no way to connect those dots. I don't see the connection. There's, there's, there there's no way to connect those dots. 
Under, no, there's there's absolutely no way. Um, it, it's it's not even remotely analogous. You're a, a baby growing inside of a woman is a separate human being, um, and it's and it's it, but it's that woman's human being that she is bringing it, through her own choices or or whatever is is bringing into the world. It's not some other random human being somewhere. And it is defenseless and can't make a decision for itself. There's just so many ways in which this is not even remotely analogous. Do I think that at some point the Democrat, we know that that forced organ harvesting is happening in China. Um, we know that that happens in communist regimes. So I think Skins, you're right to think that they're, you know, the left under the guise of collectivism. Oh, for sure. That, you know, um, the same people are saying that a woman should be able to abort her child because her body, her choice are the same people saying you shouldn't have a choice as to whether or not you get the jab because collectivism, other people might get sick if you don't wear the mask. Other people might get sick if you don't get this shot. Um, the collective, it, it's, it's more likely forced organ harvesting is, is, is much more likely to happen and would happen under the idea of collectivism yeah, well, than it does under, uh, under kidney, they're going to die. So we're going to take it. Right. I mean, we, uh, you know, they're trying to conflate two things. We do believe it's my body, my choice. It's not her body, her choice, because the baby is a separate human being. Right. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure if I explained the difference well enough, but I, do I think the communist actually, actually would force, you know, organ donations? 100%. Absolutely. But also on the flip side, it's actually kind of weird that he would bring this up because they, they say my body, my choice. Um, however, it's, it's not your body, your choice, because you don't have the right to go into, not only are you not going to force organ donation, you do not have the right to go into a doctor's office today and say, look, my kidneys, I got some banging kidneys. I want to sell one of them on, on the open market. You don't have the choice to do that. You don't anywhere at any place in the United States of America. Right. So they love to play these games in terms of wordsmithing and, and twisted and tortured and analogies. Uh, well, they, they typically are good at it. They're not happy right now. There's an article out on the, the, um, the, um, is it the, something exam? Washington Examiner had an article out today that the left is not happy with the fact that um, the my body, my choice slogan has been co-opted by the um, anti-forced shot crowd. Um, and you know what? It, 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 and it has been successfully co-opted and they don't like it because the my body, my choice, we're the real body autonomy advocates. Right. And, and they don't like it because. It points to their hypocrisy that the same people are saying that it's her body, her choice. And she, therefore, she should be able to, under the guise of body autonomy, kill her unborn child, her preborn child. Um, they don't want us to have the, the choice for us when it comes to my body, my choice for the, for the shots. Not only that, but there's another reason why they, they're saying now that they're moving away from that terminology and they're moving towards um, ban um ban the uh stop the bans or whatever it is they're trying to change it's because the my body my choice doesn't hold up with technology at the time in 73 when roe v wade was passed we didn't have the imaging the 3d imaging of when it's a fully formed human being or when it's actually not even fully formed but it's it but it's a human being inside the womb well how about this andrea too they don't want to they don't want people that don't want the shot coming out there and saying hey well my body my choice 
Right. They don't they don't like it. They don't like that it's being co-opted because it points to their hypocrisy and they know that they've lost the argument when we're doing that. Speaking of bodies, we've got an interesting story tomorrow on Friday, fun day. What Christian community has gone all naked? We're going to share that story with you tomorrow in our in our new wacky weekly roundup. Uh, segment on tomorrow night's Andrea K. Show. Hey, thanks to the listeners. Thanks to Kurt Schlichter and Bob Walters tonight. And we'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time on the Andrea K. Show. Thanks so much. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.